Welcome to Paris and Bazcast, where we answer your property and finance-related questions. And here's this week's topic with your hosts, Gurdev and Anmol Singh. Cast, discussion of topic, topic of discussion. <laughs> Federal, you can see we haven't done this in a while. Federal budget and the property market. We have a guest speaker in the studio with us today. Hello, Manny guys. Hello from... to our audiences on Insta and Facebook. That's it. Hello to everyone joining us. Welcome, long time coming. Long time. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, we've had to delay this session a couple of times with all sorts of things happening. But yeah. uh, nevertheless, we are here and uh, discussing a very important topic that's impacting a lot of households. The federal budget yep. and how it's going to affect the property market. Uh, so this is an interactive session as you join us and uh, hear our conversation. If you have any questions while we are live, you're welcome to ask away and we'll be able to answer them for you. So firstly, welcome. And do you want to give you a bit of an introduction? You're a recurring <laughs> guest speaker. But for those of you that wouldn't know about Manjot, if you want to yeah, just no. give me a big background. So I'm, an, I'm a chart accountant myself and... Um, um, I've got a firm in Bella Vista just around the corner to these guys, West Hill Partners. And um, I've been on this platform quite a number of times. Yes. We were meant to do this actually a couple of weeks ago, but you know, we had lots going on. We had to delay it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's all well. We can get started. That's it. Excellent to have you back. Okay. So just to begin with, we'll um, begin with the key takeouts on the budget um, yeah. affecting Home buyers out there, I would mm. say. Yeah, so what I got out of the budget um, primarily was the um, government, so the current government is focusing on affordability. Mm. And, you know, last year with all the COVID and previously with all the COVID and everything, the idea was to stabilise the economy. But this time around, it's about building the economy. Mm. It's about, you know, getting people involved. And um, coming from affordability, there's two points um, mm. that they've touched on affordability. The first one being they're trying to help first home buyers or new home buyers enter the market. Mm. And the second one is, of course, you know, they're easing some pressures on cost of living. Mm. Yeah. So how, because, you know, we are um, touching base on real estate a lot. So mm. we'll start off with um, how they're helping these first home buyers. Mm. So the schemes that were... Um, existing prior to this they've just pretty much expanded those schemes mm -hmm. and so uh, i'm talking about the home guarantee scheme yeah so which is you know allowing you to um go in and buy a house mm. with a less of a deposit mm. right mm. so um they've now expanded the scheme to fifty thousand places mm -hmm. you know over the next few years yeah yep. and they've split up split that up into three categories the first one being the first home guarantee mm -hmm. There's 35,000 places available under the first home guarantee mm -hmm. to support eligible um, first home buyers to purchase a new house mm -hmm. with a deposit as little as 5%. Yeah. Right. So, which mm -hmm. means um, there's no lender's mortgage insurance involved yep. because the government's actually guaranteeing the, the, uh, the um, rest of the 15%. Mm. Um, so, that's 35,000 places. There are 10,000 guarantees each year from... October this year to June 2025 mm -hmm. is going towards the regional home guarantee. Mm -hmm. So if you're going out in the regional areas and you're buying a house there, um, you know, you can 
um, purchase a house with a yeah. deposit of as little as 5%. And that's been one of the biggest trends recently. There was a report uh, McGrath did, the McGrath Group yep. did recently. There's been a biggest increase in regional purchases. Again, people wanting to stay away. More land. Yeah, more land. Yeah. Port, yeah. So regional areas are one to watch for growth yeah. as well from a property pricing point of view because there is a lot of push from the government as well as just general interest for those people that are wanting to buy bigger blocks of land to sort of look further away in yeah. different cities. And as well. I think primarily it's coming from the house prices as house well. Price. That's yeah. right. And exactly. there's an interesting article yesterday in the SMH as well, basically saying only one third of the people want to go back to the CBD. Mm. So, which is an interesting fact as well. So, mm. people don't see it as a destination as, as such anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, people are, yeah. are hanging around their local neighborhoods and the business parks. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So, so you've got the first term guarantee, 35,000 places, regional, which, you know, we've just touched on 10,000 guarantees there. Again, you can go out there and buy a house in the regional areas with a deposit as little as 5%. Mm. Yep. And the third one is interesting. There's 5,000 places for single parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they can buy a house with a deposit as little as 2%. Yeah. yeah. Which is a major, major help out there for so, the single parent. Yeah. And like we said before, um, you know, these schemes have existed before, but they've just categorized them now. They've just expanded them. Mm. And I think Rudev can touch on a good point here, whether how did the banks perceive this in the past? I mean, mm. the similar schemes is just a bit of an expansion now. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, on the back of that, previously the banks have opened up the places. So certain banks have got certain allocated number of spaces. Mm. So it's basically a first in, first of whoever gets in. Mm. So I think this time probably be pretty similar. So normally we have to do a pre-approval, register the name, you're on the waiting list, and then hopefully you find a property within that time frame and you can make use of this scheme. Mm. So I'm pretty sure this time will be the same thing. So yeah. do get in touch if you're a first-time buyer. Yeah. We'll get you registered. Eligibility-wise, yeah. um, the criteria is unchanged, mm-hmm. I would say. So again, you need to be an Australian citizen, yeah. except for the regional um, side of things. Okay. So if you're invest or if you're buying a house to live in, in the regional areas, you can be a permanent resident as well. Okay. Oh, right. Again, that's mm. coming from the whole push, you know, push everyone towards yeah. the, regional the, the areas. Regional areas. Mm. Um, you need to be earning up to $125,000 as a single mm-hmm. or $200,000 as a couple. couple. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, you must, tend to be owner-occupiers of the property. So you can't really buy this or do this under any um, investment um, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on the back of that, we're just talking offline as well. There's a price cap as well in Sydney. Um, so that's an interesting one, price caps. I was going to touch on that. Um, it's good that you've raised it. Yeah. Now, yes, you know, they've come up with all these schemes to help first-time buyers get into the market. Mm. But there was a bit of a backlash because the price caps again, were unchanged. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the price caps were considerably below the current median house prices in the market. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in Sydney, the price cap that they first came up with was, you know, your house, the house value needs to be below $800,000, mm. but the median price in Sydney is about a million dollars these yeah. days. Mm. So, it's tricky. where are these people going to go within Sydney to buy a house for 800000 <laughs> You know, probably like apartments or units, mm. um, but not houses. So I think just a couple of weeks ago, because of that whole backlash, they've now increased those price caps. Mm-hmm. I mean, we won't go into detail into each of the price caps for the cities, yeah. but they've increased them by about $100,000. So mm. Sydney's now up to $900,000. Yeah. Um, but, but 
overall across the country, the price caps still remain below the median house prices. Mm. Yeah. Um, so just, unless yeah. house prices come down, come which down. you know we'll, we'll touch on a little later, mm. um, I don't know how this is going to play out. Right? Mm. You know how, how many people, whether like those fifty thousand people, will be actually able to you know access these schemes or not. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, just like there's been mixed reviews about everything that's going on mm-hmm. with respect yeah. to these schemes. Mm. The first one being. Um, Yes, you are creating, you know, room for first-time buyers to enter the market. Mm. But like we, you know, discussed before, before doing this live, you know, the the whole idea has been to focus just on demand. Mm. And, you know, experts are saying, you know, the government's just touching on the demand side of things. Mm. That could end up actually increasing house prices. Mm making affordability much more harder mm. and the whole focus is affordability That's you right. know what i mean mm. so um it, it, it can sort of backfire yeah. um, because supply isn't being addressed and the experts are saying the only way to address supply is to build more homes that's right mm. you know mm. um but and then um adding on to that mm. is um Adding on to the demand side of things, demand is likely to be boosted as well because you're capturing, they're saying, about 80 to 95% of people mm. within those um, income levels. Yeah. Yep. So a person, single person earning under $125,000 mm. or a couple earning under $200,000, that's a considerable um, you know, income level. Yeah. Mm. So you're, there has been demand for these schemes in the past. Mm. It's just about to get bigger because... Um, you know, the income levels have been unchanged. Mm. Yeah. And with house prices going up recently, I think a lot of people who haven't been able to save for a deposit will be wanting to touch right. on these schemes. Mm. So, um, so demand is, demand is, demand is going to be a huge issue here. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So we're fueling demand and not addressing so much of supply based yeah. on the information that we have at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is going to have, but interesting, uh, inter- interesting enough, <laughs> bit of a tongue twister today. Um, you know, the uh, obviously the, there's the talk of town about the interest rates potentially going yeah. up yeah. next week. Um, you know, we know that the inflation is at 20 year high. Last time this, yeah. it was like that. It was during GST when GST yeah. was introduced. Um, yeah, th- there probably would be a balancing effect. Yes, yeah. the demand would go up again, but potentially. Uh, the you know um, the interest rates increasing yeah. will yeah, have I a flow that, effect. I saw that yesterday. Um, inflation has been pretty yeah. high. Yeah. High since the G, when GST yeah. was introduced and construction costs are through the roof, cost of living is through the roof. Yeah. So, and what we've noticed on the ground in the last two three weeks doing open homes is the tap has slowly turned off. That's right. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of months. So talking about the demand and supply, there could be a supply coming up. I, yeah. I, I feel it. With yeah. interest rates or fixed rates, we're talking around 4 4.5%, depending on how many years we fix for. And what are we right now? Now, we're fixing two years around 4% with a lot of the majors. Yeah. Mm. And three years is where, you know, in the mid-fours. Okay. At the five years, we're high fours, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're fixing two-year rates at, what, 1.79, 1.89? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only about six months ago. That's, So the yeah. fixed rates have already two, two and a half times gone up. Mm. And 
that's the double interest cost. Mm. If they go up further, we're talking about two and a half times the interest payable, which is which is crazy. Yeah. And, and that's going to affect a number of households. Number of households that are- and the reason, like primarily the reason for inflation, like the way I see it, has been pri- supply issues. Yeah. Like, not just property, but, mm. you know, fruits, vegetables. Yeah. Everything. Everything. And, and the pandemic is yeah. that pandemic. obviously having a, a huge impact yeah. now, on supply like, chain. You know, coming out of um, pandemic, you thought, you know, all right, supply would start getting better. Then you, within Australia, you get the floods and internationally, you've got the war going. That's on. right. So, so, so it's all happening. Exactly. So um, that's why inflation has gone up. And economically, when, you know, inflation rates rise, interest rates are bound to follow. That's right. And the government, you know, is having discussions these days what to do now. But, I mean, I don't think they can do much. The economy has to play its part naturally. That's right. So interest rates will go up earlier than expected. That's right. Probably next month. Yeah. Yeah. No, earlier predicting end of next year. That's right. And look, obviously, the war has brought up a lot of, you know, it's brought it forward. The worldwide inflation has brought it forward. Our 5.1% is nowhere near what's happening in the rest of the world. So at least we're uh, covered from that point of view with good economic yeah. policies but and still on, on the back of that interest rates had to go up anyway like, that's right been historically couldn't. low levels mm. yes a lot of borrowers out there have never seen interest rate rises mm. even like a lot of first-time borrowers over the four, last four or five years so yeah. interest rates were going to go one day that's so right. just, that's just, just the, the time has come so, through so the rises are uh, in interest rates coming up mm. um, yeah. next month would obviously slow that demand side down a little i'm yeah. not sure yeah. how much it'll push supply but mm. it'll at least slow the demand because yeah. if you have you know um like house prices going down obviously but it's gonna it's gonna have an effect on these schemes as well that's right you yeah know, because these schemes like if you look at one aspect you you know you're saying there's a huge demand coming up mm. but no supply mm. But now they're trying to address the house price side of things. So mm. these schemes don't let those house prices go up. Mm. Yes. So interest rate will address that side of the coin. Yeah. yeah. But so then but, but then people borrowing 95% mm. just with 5% deposits. Yeah. If yeah. the house prices go down, they could end up being in negative equity here. That's, that's right. That's another thing you have to be really careful of mm. where you buy. You yeah. don't want to end up in that position where you owe more to the bank than what the house, what is, the bank. house is worth. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. You could actually buy or, you know, do some research and buy in areas where house prices, even after the interest rates drops, yeah. aren't predicted to drop yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah. And if you're one of these people, you know, that has bought under these schemes mm. in those areas, you won't really be affected by negative equity. Mm. Because, you know, if you fall into the negative equity trap mm. and then... You know, your repayments go up. It's a it's a larger loan. It's a ninety five percent loan. That's right. You know, mm. and you're you're un, unable to meet those in, um, mortgage repayments, mm. or you want to sell because of changing life circumstances. Mm. You could be selling at a capital loss here. Yeah. That's right. That's where you got to be really careful. And I think where a lot of the new estates are, where we see a lot of overvalued prices, mm. um, I think they they would be hurting through That's these right. times. So. Mm. Um, you got to be careful. Something, to yeah, invest, something so. to watch out on. Look, it's an opportunistic time for some. Yeah, good time to buy. And I reckon if you cash is going to be king, as we always say. That's if right. Cash down if towards it, the yeah. end of this year. Yeah, and it's it's a great time yeah. for those that are upgrading. upgrading so yeah. when the market is on its way down, you're selling high and you're buying low. Yeah. That is an ideal way to be and, able to and, enter. And another thing is, if you're buying and selling in the same market, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's because all because you're you're doing the same transaction. That's so right. That's if, right. If you're upgrading, as you're saying, it's just normally yeah. better off. Exactly. And it's not going to really matter as well if you buy under these schemes 
like I said, you're you're on a ninety five percent leverage, mm. but you're planning to hold for the longer term. That's right. Because it, historically speaking, if you look at the longer term, the mm. prices aren't going to drop so much. That's right. Like you know, they'll level out, but they'll they'll eventually you know um, you'll eventually you'll stay in positive money. equity. That's right. That's yeah. right. So um, it's it's only for those who will plan to sell so quickly that might lose out on. Mm. But like as I think as a summary, the whole the crux of of this is where we've addressed just the demand side mm-hmm. we haven't focused on on the supply, supply. Mm. it's just that these house prices um dropping or the interest rates go up mm. might address that demand yeah. side a little yeah um but the experts are yeah. saying they like affordability wise this is temporary, temporary. yeah yeah. You know, how and, do you... with, and talking about house prices or house prices have gone significantly higher over the last two years even if there's a little bit of correction we're still in a better position than in 2019 anyway. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's all relative. It's all relative, yeah. so mm. it's nothing mm. to be From worried that about. point of view. Yeah. Well, thank you for those. Uh, so Charanjit and Rabi, thank you for uh, your comments. Uh, and again, it is a live show, so you are welcome to send your uh, questions or feedback while we are talking um, to Manny Manjot. <laughs> Love saying that name um, to be able to discuss about uh, the federal budget and the property market. Um, so, is there are there any other trends, any other sort of topics that I think we... that was primarily um, to do with property yeah. and the budget. I, one thing we, I think we didn't touch on was the rental side. Of yes, mm-hmm. the, the market, right? Yeah. So, away from these schemes, there has been no focus at all mm-hmm. on he- helping the renters. Um, renters as a part of the commonwealth rental scheme mm. to be able to put a little bit more in their pockets mm. so that you know they could it could help them with their rent mm. but the argument against that is we're trying to help those renters go buy a house that's right. with with that little deposit mm. yeah you know so i don't know how that's going to play out though mm. yeah. with the renters are, are the renters really going to be using these schemes to i mean some of them they might yeah mm. if they can make use of it, i think it's worthwhile because the rents what we have seen in the last couple of months rent rents have moved yeah, significantly look, mm. for, you know, for low income earners it's become unaffordable yeah, to be able yeah, to yeah. you know move out yeah. and, and get another property because yeah. they are up for at least 50 yeah. to 100 dollars yeah. more of the similar property that they're living in yeah. paying that much yeah. more but I think when this rent adjustments has been over the last couple of years. Rents haven't really moved. The property prices have moved significantly, mm. whereas rents have played basically stable. Yeah. So the adjustment that has, has happened is, is a long time coming. Is I think, it timely? Well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but but again, then again, you know, there hasn't been much help mm. to the renters, and the experts are saying that side of the whole market should have been addressed. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, it's like economically, I yeah. think it's too hard to like you know give everything to everyone. Yeah, yeah. of course. Like, gotta address certain sides of the market. You know, mm. it's really hard to address everything. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think I think the main things that I'm finding seeing in this current uh, budget and the election and everything that's going around is is the affordability side of things. Mm. You know, yeah. the cost of living and health mm. versus financials like yeah. what are, what are the policies? And I think there's a number, number of factors which we've touched on which are outside which we can't control and mm. influence this as well. Yeah. That's right. I mean, even if you think about insurance, yeah. with all these regular floods and bushfires, there, yeah. there are some areas that are uninsurable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and or the premiums are so high that yeah. that's yeah. also causing the uh, increase, you know, yeah. co- contributing to the inflation as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's, these... there's inflation in like every side of the market. That's um, right. For know, we look multiple. At, and they addressed fuel prices 
in this temporarily, temporarily yeah for six months yeah um i don't know you guys are going driving around to open homes yeah. whether that's helping you or not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. carpooling as much as possible yeah so one car. um yeah we've seen you know temporarily they have um for the next six months yeah. there'll be a bit of a relief in the fuel crisis mm. and um you know they're taking that to be you know a really strong budget measure but i don't know how strong it is because mm. i've got some clients in the transport industry mm. they're saying with the cuts to the fuel excise or the fuel subsidy or like giving it back to the mm. consumer mm. um the fuel tax credits that the transport industry used to benefit from mm. they cut as well temporarily uh-huh. so, so you used to get back like 17 cents a liter mm-hmm. if you're um in a transport company small business or whatever oh, yeah. and you're you know using those big vehicles diesel mm-hmm. fuels and everything mm. um because the government's now cut, you know helped you in these subsidies mm. and you know to bring the fuel prices down but that all that has also meant that those transport companies can't get a fuel tax credit anymore. Uh-huh. So and that's going to have a flow on effect. That's going to yeah. have a flow on effect. So yeah. there's always. Uh, I had a couple of clients complaining, you know, why, why, why? But um, I think like this whole industry is planning to come out on the road and protest against that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we've had enough of protests. But yeah. <laughs> but, but um, it's temporary. Like yes. if, if the fuel, if the f- drops in fuel prices are temporary, then those. Um, cuts on the tax credits are also, also temporary. temporary yeah so, so fuel prices was one thing that they said we're helping with cost of living again a temporary measure mm. like we discussed yeah the second one is um they're saying low to medium in um income earners mm-hmm. will get another 420 dollars as More. a t- tax offset yeah when they file their 2022 tax returns yeah right. so overall it's going to end up being 1500 tax offset mm-hmm again temporary next year around it's it'll it'll, Might, it'll, yeah. it'll it'll offset again might be different yeah um small business we'll touch on that um again they're helping cost of living for small businesses um so small businesses investing in employees and technology mm-hmm. so employees i mean if you're um training your employees yeah whatever um investment or whatever funds you're contributing towards training your employees mm you can get an extra 20% tax deduction. So if you're spending $100 mm. in training your new employee, you can deduct 120 instead of 100 Okay. Right. So that's a little bit of help there for mm-hmm. small businesses yep. um, for, for employee training. And then also similarly to technology. Mm-hmm. So if you're investing in, I don't know, cloud computing, you're getting a new website, mm-hmm. right? Or um, cybersecurity and all these things. Yeah. So if you're investing a lot in technology as a small business, again, if you're spending $100 there, you'll get $120 tax deduction. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is to accelerate, um, you know, the whole digital side of things and um, create jobs. Yeah. Um, But other than that, I didn't notice much that the budget. Okay. um, Yeah. Yeah. There you go. A lot of information there. There you go. Well, perfect. Any I, final? Yeah, yeah, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, Any we other have. Questions, do let us know. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so we'll be answering questions afterwards as well as people tune in uh, after the live completes. Um, happy to have those answered for you. Yeah, let us know if you'd like to know um, about all those caps. You know, which areas you want to buy in, yeah. and what yeah. those caps are. Instead of mentioning them now, yeah, because yeah. it'll be, be a lengthy different. session otherwise. Yeah. Um, we'll write them down in whatever messages. Yeah, yeah as we get the responses. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Any final words before we finish off? No. 
We'll see you guys again soon. We will see you guys again soon. Thank you very much. Um, And uh, yeah, once again, any questions or any recommendations for future topics of discussion, do feel free to just leave a comment here or send us a DM. We'll be happy to uh, incorporate that and find some uh, relevant and appropriate um, guest speakers to cover uh, specialist topics. Thank you very much for watching. See you guys. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our channel for weekly episodes. See you guys next time.